welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals to talk about law enforcement issues in the news, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce our crew to you. And uh, guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, and look, for the first eight minutes, the video and the audio is going to be a little off, but it will correct itself. Uh, but hey, I want to start off with our special guest. So we have uh, Mike Roach, retired Secret Service. He's also an author. I think he's got 40 years law enforcement, about 26 years for the Secret Service. Uh, he wrote the, uh, the book called Mass Killers. So we'll have more information later on about how you guys can find him on the internet. And also, we have Tio Hardiman. And uh, Tio is also an author, uh, but he's an adjunct inspector, uh, instructor for criminal justice uh, professor. And uh, he is also the president of Violence Interrupters. And later on in the show, we'll have a way for you to track him down and get more information on him. And also, all retired this evening, we have attorney and former federal prosecutor, Ward Mythaler. Uh, we also have uh, Captain Brett Bartlett, Corporal David D. Gresta, and Officer Andrea Casal. So thanks, guys, for uh, being here. Appreciate that. Also, a shout out to our sponsors. We have Gauls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.live, Tech-Tote.com, and we are also fueled by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping uh, make this show happen. Uh, let's see our next one, uh, another video, PoliceOne.com. New video shows hotel gun battle that ended in three cops being shot. 21 last chance. We're going to have to force entry if you don't come to the door. Come to the door now. November 6, 2021. Someone inside room 221 of the Radisson in Wauwatosa is refusing to come out. Officers unknowingly in the line of fire. teens left the scene, but unknown to police, a third person armed with a gun was hiding in a room. Officers began their investigation, going door to door. Did this round come through the door? Yes. Yes, it did. It's in the bathroom. Okay. It's getting ready to get in the shower. They reached the last room, leading to this. Injuries were to the hand, to the leg. So yeah, we've got a number of videos where we've got not just one or two cops getting shot, but we've it, it's just um, it's just crazy. Now uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, David Wabatosa. I'm assuming uh, police department, but they've got a body cam and it's in Wisconsin. Uh, I'm getting applause from Andrea, so I'm assuming I got it close enough. So this footage captures gunfire erupting from behind a door as officers attempt to force entry into a hotel room. And then there's this intense gun battle that goes on. So WISN reports newly released video shows the November 2021 incident where three cops are shot. So officers originally responded to the hotel after there was a call about a shooting in the hallway. Now, the video shows officers going door to door and they're searching for the gunman when they come upon a room uh, that could not be opened with the master key. Ding, ding, ding. So the flags start going off. So it's Sergeant Kurt uh, Swabtek used a uses a battering ram to breach the door. Gunfire erupts. Commercial break. We'll be right back. So if you spend any time inside an armored vehicle, you know how cluttered that world can be. And the same is true of cruisers. Well, there's a new product line made by Tactote that takes advantage of all that steel. Tactote's products allow you to store a variety of gear at an arm's reach using magnetic technology. 
extra magazines, med kits, less lethal breaching tools. They all can have a portable magnetic staging solution, just to name a few. So guys, if you're looking to get your patrol cars or your armored vehicles, organized and also to be able to deploy faster check out tac-tote.com all right welcome back to the leo roundtable show so i left off when we have sergeant kurt swap tech he's using a battery ram to breach the door then there's gunfire that erupts from the other side so the video shows officers taking cover they're returning fire a total of three officers are shot during this incident and luckily they've all since recovered so the suspect is kenneth bernie he's facing multiple charges in the incident including attempted intentional homicide he surrendered to the officers after about 20 minutes so this guy survives as well police find two guns inside the room i'm thinking he probably ran out of ammunition brett uh but that's the uh that's what we got uh, Captain Brett, why don't you start us off? Um, well, that'll get you tightened up when you're trying to knock the door down. All of a sudden, you're getting shot at. And some pretty spectacular angles. Uh, I don't know if the camera fell off the also or the also was on his back, but you're watching the ceiling and you see the bad guy backing up on on direction. And then it shows the officer. One of the officers on the on the gurney. Now, what you can't tell because you guys aren't experts in this, but I can read lips. <laughs> and I heard one of the other officers ask the guy in the gurney. Hey, if this don't work out, uh, what's your wife doing this weekend? I'm sure I saw that, but you just can't hear it. Wow. Wow. We got small Mike, Mike Roach like that. Uh, David, your response. I don't have a response for that. I, 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 I can't respond to things like that. I, it might've been me asking the question. I'm not sure. Anyways, um, the, you know, in those, in that type of situation, I looked at the video over and over again and. Uh, you're in a tight hallway. You've got, you've decided that you're going to have to check this room one way or the other. Uh, you're in a spot where there's almost nothing you can do but to go into it. Um, you know, there's some argument or some, you know, tactical consideration. Do you do you hit the door from, you know, the the, the doorknob side or the hinge side? Do you expose yourself this way or that way? I I, I really don't know if would if anything would have made any difference whatsoever at this point. I know that all the officers have recovered from their gunshot wounds. I think most of them caught rounds in the lower extremities. I think that's where the bullets were coming through the door and the walls. But there's nothing else you can do in those situations, guys. That that was a tough, tough place to be in. Um, they ended up taking the bad guy into custody. Uh, all the cops, like I said, recovered. So, uh, wow. Uh, like he's like Brett said, that that was a a pucker factor of about you know ten times ten. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Mike Roach. Yeah, so I was just impressed the door held up as well as it did. I'd like to know what hotel chain that was. But uh, but aside from that, I mean, I knew a, an officer that that died, you know, with the ram uh, beating down a, a door like that in an apartment complex. And they started shooting and it came in because you're fully, you know, exposed on the underside. And it came in up on the side panel and killed him. So, um it's a dangerous situation, like David had said. Thanks, Mike. All right, guys, very good. Let's uh, move on. We've got about a little over four minutes before our next break. Uh, we are going to go to another, uh, our last main topic, but it's on Police One. Report ranks best and worst stakes to be a police officer. I know we do this every once in a while. Uh, David, I, I can't see your face actually right now, David, but I can just imagine the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the animation that you're displaying, but it, it starts off uh, with uh, where's the best place to be if you're a cop, which states should you avoid? 
And they're taking this information from a, a place called uh, Wallet Hub. And it says the answers may surprise you. And apparently they did surprise Chief Joel Schultz because he wrote another article on police one addressing this. So the company came up with this ranking of the best and worst states to be a cop using a combination of 30 indicators of, quote, police friendliness, including categories such as opportunity and competition, training requirements, job hazards, that kind of stuff. So the top five locations are actually Connecticut, California, if you can believe that, David, Illinois, Washington, D.C., and Maryland, which is still the D.C. area. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, they're saying uh, Mississippi, West Virginia, Alaska, Hawaii, and Arkansas, they make up the bottom five. The report also broke rankings down into more uh, granular categories. Among those, they've got uh, highest median income for Leos, adjusted for cost of living, that kind of you know stuff. And it kind of goes, goes from there now. Chief Joel Schultz, and let me tell you, he lays out his experience and what he's done and why he's got a respectable view on this. And he kind of tears up the study a little bit. And let me tell you, his, his, uh, his uh, resume is, is impressive. Uh, but it's saying that a talking about this article, it said it attracted his attention and of the editor. And they asked him if he had commentary. He said, Oh boy, do I, I rarely go to my biography, but it, it happens to be relevant in the, and then he goes in and then he kind of breaks it down even more. So, and he talks about what they use, but there's a lot of things they did not factor in. I'm not going to get into the whole article because you guys can throw that in if you want to. But uh, comments on this, guys? Uh, we've got a little over two minutes to talk about this one. Mike so uh, I have to say I'm a proud um, former police officer in Arkansas that I spent 10 years there, and we were rated the 50th um, in the, the <laughs> survey. So. Um, you know, and it, it, looking at Arkansas, you can look at different areas. So I was in Little Rock, and obviously uh, Little Rock is was considered uh, one of the most violent small cities in America. But you can move up to northwest Arkansas, and it's a delightful place to live, uh, you know, home of Walmart and whatnot. But, you, you know, this was a study dreamed up by a bunch of academics that probably never asked a cop one what's important to them, you know, where you live. And, and again, everybody has their own idea of utopia. So, you know, for me, living in Florida is utopia where somebody else from Minnesota may not think that. And likewise, I don't want to be shoveling snow in, in Minnesota. But like, you know, D.C. being listed, you know, I know that uh, they listed that as one of the, you know, that, um, that they're properly staffed, for example. Well, when you look at the officers, that the number of officers in D.C., you can look and say, OK, well, you've got the Secret Service Uniform Division, you've got the Park Police and all that. So you've got a lot of guns, uh, gun carriers up in D.C., but how many of them are actually patrolling like in southeast D.C.? And, um, you know, one of the things was whether they have a, a red flag law or not. And to me, it's not like I'm going to take a job just because they have a red flag law or the blue alert. You know, it's how much am I getting paid? What's the cost of living? What are the resources? What's the training? You know. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. Time for another commercial break, guys, but we will be right back. So, look, let's talk about how best to watch our show. You know, now we're using StreamYard, and the advantage of StreamYard is that we're in true high definition, and we also are able to stream the show, the five outlets, and we'll be adding more, too. So we are actually um, – 
Well, actually, our show is every Monday evening at 7 o'clock Eastern time, so you want to make sure you catch that live show. If that's what you uh, want to see this stuff go down in a live format. And we're also streaming to YouTube, uh, two Facebook pages, we're on LinkedIn and also on Twitter. And then, as I said earlier, Producer Will takes that 90-minute show, splits it up into five segments, one for each of the other five days, Tuesday through Saturday. He embeds all the videos we talk about, puts in pictures of the good guys and the bad guys, and he uploads those to YouTube, and I put them on Rumble. That's Tuesday through Saturday. We're also on the free press at TampaFP.com with Brian Burns. So uh, it makes for a great way to watch the show, especially the segment it shows with the embedded videos. So please check it out. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. I see FLG man uh, made a, a donation to supporting the show. So thank you for doing that, FLG man. You get a little applause from Andrea there. Um, Mike, I, I don't know if we cut you short because of the commercial break or not, but is there anything else that anyone has to say on this uh, on this last one before we move on? And if not, we'll uh, go ahead and hop on to the next one here. I've got an update. We've got about 10 and a half minutes before our next commercial break, and we've got uh, what roughly around 23, 22 minutes uh, for the, uh, till the end of the show. But this one's on lawofficer.com. We're on policemag.com, policetribune.com. So we got a lot of stories on here, but what are they dealing with? It's cops that have been charged fired, suspended, acquitted, and cleared. So yes, we're covering all those categories. So the uh, I'm just going to go through these articles, a condensed version of them, and uh, we'll, we can discuss them afterwards if there's, if there's anything. But federal appeals court rules that an officer lawfully arrested a YouTuber. Um, so we're in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Federal appeals court ruled that Carlsbad police in New Mexico lawfully arrested a non-compliant man thus rejecting the YouTuber's claim that an officer falsely took him into custody and violated his civil rights. Another reason why um, I don't like to tell, I don't like to answer questions when on, on YouTube from our subscribers um, saying, hey, when can I resist a police officer? Because I don't have to, you know, the courts allow me to resist arrest all the way up to deadly force if he's, you know, if he's, you know, telling me to do something he doesn't have the right to do. And of course, my point is that you guys just have no way of knowing. I, I know, David, I, I see you shaking your head. So uh, we've got Albert Bastillos. He files this lawsuit against the city of Carlsbad stemming from this 19, uh, 2019 arrest. And in October 2019, our uh, bad guy was filming Carlsbad police as they're handcuffing a woman experiencing a, quote, altered mental status, unquote, for his YouTube channel. So during this ordeal, an officer orders our bad guy to leave since his presence is agitating the woman. So when our bad guy refuses to leave and he refuses to provide identification, he's taken into custody. So the court of appeals ruled the officer had probable cause to arrest him. So that's done. Our second article, lawsuit dismissed against a Kenosha officer who shot Jacob Blake. Civil lawsuit filed against Kenosha cop in the 2020 or I guess August 2020 shooting of Jacob Blake has been dismissed. Federal court records show Blake and officer Rustin Shesky came to an agreement through their attorneys that the suit will be dismissed with prejudice and without cost or fees to either party. Um, and that was reported by WBAY and no charges were brought against uh, the officer Shesky and he has returned the duty. Another one, we've got two former Oklahoma officers charged with first-degree manslaughter over an officer-involved shooting. So these are Lawton police officers. we got Nathan Ronan and Officer Robert Hinkle. They were fired after shooting and killing Quadri Sanders on December 5th of 2021, reported by KSWO. His hands are, are, are I'm, I don't really know if I can really say bad guy because it, it's, I tell you, this guy, this guy is a bad guy in the sense that he was not following police um instruction so he was definitely a non-compliant guy but his hands were in the air part of the time with a ball cap in his hands 
and but he was not compliant. So that's why the shooting is in contention. Uh, we've got fired Dallas cop freed by judge after a murder accusation, and he sues the detective who investigated the case. So we got a former Dallas cop arrested and fired after a fellow officer accused him of orchestrating the murders of two people, and now he's suing the homicide detective that was responsible for the investigation. So now former Dallas cop Officer Brian Reiser, he's 37 years old. He was arrested by his fellow officers in March of 2021 for allegedly ordering three men to kidnap and kill two people in 2017, reported by KTVT. He was subsequently fired in connection with the criminal investigation and as well as for administrative violations, according to the same source. So Reiser, a 13-year veteran of the Dallas Police Department, he remained in jail for about a month. Uh, before the Dallas prosecutor's office admitted that there was no evidence to support the two counts of capital murder that he was facing. He was immediately released from jail. He's still appealing his firing, according to WFAA. And the uh, detective that is that he's suing and made up this, or I don't want to say made up the stuff, but these alle allegations came from Detective Esteban Montenegro. So we'll have to see where that came. But that's just a, a, a crazy story. And now we've got San Jose cop arrested for <laughs> for masturbating in front of a suspect's family during a disturbance call. You can't make this stuff up. I know, David. San Jose police officer arrested for indecent exposure on Thursday for allegedly doing the deed at the scene of a disturbance call in April. So the Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office confirmed that 32-year-old San Jose Police Officer Matthew Dominguez was arrested on May 12th, reported by KTVU. The alleged incident occurred April 21st after the four-year department veteran and two other officers responded to a uh, family disturbance at a home. When the officers or you know, when they arrive, Officer Dominguez instructs his two fellow officers to go find the suspect while he stays at the house with two female family members. The victim said that Officer Dominguez starts touching himself, ultimately exposes himself to one of the females, according to the district attorney's office. The two females flee the room. So I don't know. It must have been pretty bad, Dave. They flee the room, but they flee the room and they tell two nearby male relatives about what allegedly occurred. And Ward, I am saying allegedly. Um, prosecutors said that one of the male relatives confirmed that he also sees Dominguez's uh, um, stuff while he's exposed himself in the dining room area of the house. Officer Dominguez was placed on administrative leave. He has been charged with misdemeanor indecent exposure. So that's the way that goes down. We got a little less than five minutes. I, I know... Brett, it's hard to tell which one you want to talk about first, but Ward, why don't you start us off? Um, with respect to the San Jose issue, what a bizarre story. I, I looked up more information. Apparently, there's a problem with that office because an officer just recently died from a fentanyl overdose after a cop part, going to a cop party. And someone else, another officer, was charged when he showed up at a kidnapping investigation uh, a drunk. Uh, with respect to the Kenosha case, uh, the settlement, I mean, the case that was dismissed without fees and costs, that's a, it's not misleading, but that's not the whole story. We don't know if there was a settlement or not. Just because there's no fees and costs, which is typical, doesn't mean that money wasn't paid. I, I don't have any idea. The, um, the story with the man who was shot, um, uh, we saw a better story on that last week, which we didn't get to. Uh, the guy who's actually putting it, this is the guy who was by the by the refrigerators. He was putting his hands up when he was shot, and they were subsequently charged with manslaughter. Uh, the case against the detective, that's a tough case, uh, unless he was intentionally railroaded. And I don't know enough about the case. There's some evidence that he was. The cop was told that he could not arrest the guy because it was not PC, but he went ahead and arrested him anyway. 
And then he, uh, then he falsely claimed that the cell phone records put the cop in the presence of the crime, which turned out not to be true. Wow. I didn't, what, what do you, and Captain Bartlett used to be the internal affairs commander for the Tampa Police Department. So what do you think, Captain? Um, listen, you, you gave a couple of stories. I'm going to have to comment on one. I, I don't know. The, the, guy, the guy slipped a cog. He exposed his junk in front of him at the scene. It's something I've never actually thought about doing. <laughs> I've, I've yelled, I've screamed, I've made people mad. But now what you didn't see in the article was when he went to internal affairs, they put him on, on tape. His first statement was, I was in the pool. And, and, it, and it got That's, worse. And it got George, worse from there. George yeah. Costanza. I get it. That was good. That was good, Captain. Oh, uh, any, 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 wow. How do you, how do you top that? Anybody else? Oh, Tio. I wasn't sure if you're, well, MBS yep. actually just made a donation. Thank you, Mike. MBS in Colorado. So, uh, so Tio, you are up. Oh yeah. You know, I won't be able to, I will not be able to respond to all of the uh, different scenarios there, but I can speak about Jacob Blake. Okay. I've done some work with the Kenosha police department. I've organized some restorative justice peace circles with the police chief in Kenosha with the members of the community at large as well. Now, one thing about that case, the officer was acquitted of everything charge, you know, everything, uh, you know, the charges didn't uh, move forward. In other words, I just want to say this, Jacob Blake himself uh, told the truth. He said he was not thinking, when he was walking to his car, and I believe he had a, he was going to put a knife up, or there was a knife, you know, on the floor of his car. He said he was not thinking. So Jacob Blake actually helped that officer out quite a bit. The officer shot him about seven times in the back. I believe that Jacob Blake is uh, paralyzed now. It's, it's something like that is going on. But uh, I know his family, and we did a lot of work to kind of rebuild relationships in the city of Kenosha, Wisconsin, after that incident had taken place. But uh, I was not surprised that those charges were basically the officer was acquitted of everything because uh, Jacob, he just wasn't in the right frame of mind and he, he admitted that. And that's the end of the story there. Now, as far as the cop that was exposing himself in front of, allegedly exposing himself, I have no comment on that. <laughs> I'm, I plan to leave that one along, all right? So that's my only commentary when it comes down to those four or five scenarios that you put out there. That was, that was a very wise, you're a very wise man, T.O., so uh, <laughs> good commentary. Thank you. Look, uh, FLG man, MBS, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, appreciate it. And for all of our uh, our users, subscribers that watch as well, a shout out to Gauls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, TAC-Tote.com. Also, Bang Energy for fueling us. Uh, appreciate that. And thank you to our special guest, Mike Roach and T.O. Hardyman. And guys, we will uh, put your links up to your sites up on our, our show this week. Hope everybody has a wonderful and safe week.